In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. It's time for Motherhood Talk Radio, the most powerful voice in women's issues today. With Sandra Beck and Christy Holly. Ladies, Motherhood Talk Radio is here to give you a powerful platform by giving you interesting, inspiring, and influential information as you navigate everything from child care to corporate formation. Motherhood Talk Radio has interviews with best-selling authors, gurus of happiness, and women of interest who every single day make our world a better place for our families. Motherhood Talk Radio, powered by Motherhood Incorporated, is on the air now. Moms, this really is your show. Motherhood Talk Radio. And now, here are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Christy Holly. Hey, mamas. This is Sandra Beck, and I am here today with Christy Holly and my co-host from Military Mom Talk Radio, Shameless Plug, which uh, airs <laughs> Mondays at 2 o'clock on Toginet. And the reason I, Christy and I have invited Robin on the show today, she is not our guest. She is our third co-host. Yay. 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 Hi. <laughs> because our topic today is something that's an aberration from our usual talk radio. Um, <laughs> but we're going to mix it up these next couple of weeks. We're bringing Pat Sloan on today to talk about quilting. And we are going to have next week Tracy Costin's going to come on the air and oh. teach me, Christy, and Rick how to belly dance. Oh, oh that will be fun. So if anybody can belly dance. <laughs> My belly dances, but yeah, no, I'm not good exercise of it. that is. That is such good exercise. You know, Robin, but the only thing I found when I do the belly dancing, because I take Zumba, and I know Carrie, our producer in Texas, also mm-hmm. takes the Zumba class. She's a Zumba. She is. Crazy girl. <laughs> Which I'm happy about that. Well, it's a good thing. It and, is a good thing. You know, and I've, I've watched, like, I take Zumba on Tuesday nights with Rick's mom. Rick's mom, Karen, and I go to Zumba, and she's a very good dancer. But people are losing a lot of weight in that class, week to week. I, I, I don't, but, but other people do. <laughs> I, I took a couple of classes. Which maybe I should try it at 24 hours. Yes. But, um, the cool I girls. didn't like it like I wanted to like it. Okay, well, here's so the thing. Sad. You're probably trying to do the steps. I kind of do my own thing. Like, I go off in the corner, and I shimmy, and I shake, and I wear that little hip scarf thing that goes jingle, 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 <laughs> and I'm just in hog heaven. Uh, well, I don't know. Love Rob, it. do you guys have Zumba out by you? We do, but I don't think it's quite hit out here the way it is out there. Um, it, there are a number of places that do offer it out here. You were spinning today, though, Christy, I see. I was early this morning, and you know what? I'm a little tired now. <laughs> I know, and that really is uh, is the workout, spinning. It's, and that is definitely a lot of people are spinning out here. Yeah, that's a really good workout. I love it. Well, because it's fun. There's music, and you get to ride these bikes, and you don't have to, like, it's good weather. It's cold weather, hot weather. You know, you're in an air-conditioned, climate-controlled right. little right. room. Right. You know, 
Well, I, I did spin at home today because <gasps> you know I have my lovely bike oh. that I love so much. Yes, because the perfect family has the perfect workout oh, equipment shit. and the perfect family. We were making fun of you something terrible last week while Any you were at the family. Any chance you get, Sandra, to just throw that little dig in there, you're going to do it. <laughs> Thank yep. you. I was like, hi, this is Sandra on Motherhood Talk Radio with Rick Swanson. Christy Holly isn't here today because she's taking her perfect family to the perfect <laughs> summer family vacation at what else, Disneyland? <laughs> And we had a good time, too. So there. So there. I bet you did. We did. Well, you know, we're going to talk about quilting today. Oh. And we're going to make it exciting, fun, and and happy because quilting is, I think, okay, I suck at it. I'll be straight up. Um, I tried to make a quilt. I tried to make a quilt when my kids were first, you remember this, first going overnight with their dad. And I had had my kids, you know, consistently. And then they started doing overnights and their dad. And I was like, I was like, oh, you know, like ripped my child out of my arms. And I felt so bad. The first couple nights I went and I got their little t-shirts and I was crying. I was holding their t-shirts. And then and like the fifth night that they spent overnight with their dad, I took a crib sheet that was a flannel crib, sh- crib sheet that both kids had used with a flannel backing. And then I, I actually sewed down, I cut up their baby T-shirts and their toddler T-shirts into little squares. And I made a T-shirt quilt. I thought that was good. You did a good job on that. Okay, it looks like a retarded thing. person sewed it. You can't say that. Oh, but, I can't say that. I can't say that. But it, I thought, okay, it looks like Rick sewed it. <laughs> He's not here. We can pick on him. Well, I thought that it was, it, you know, where it came from and what it meant, like, makes all the difference in the world. And I also thought that you did a, a lovely job on oh, it. Oh, well, thank you. But you're like the mother that, you know, some kid, like, makes some, like, pinch pot that comes home and it's all like leaning to the side <laughs> and you can't drink out of it. And you're like, honey, I love it because I love you. <laughs> but it, on the other hand, Sandra, that was probably one of your first endeavors in sewing, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. And you can, yeah. you're not going to be couture on your first time out. You're, you're definitely going to, um, your first shot was a good try and the next time you will know, okay, this is going to be a little, a little different or whatever. You, you know, it, it just takes a little practice and the first time oh, around, no, Rob, right. I don't think there's going to be a next time. I mean, first of all, I made an entire twin size quilt or a, or a throw size quilt wow. in like an hour and a half. Well, hey, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, how fast can But during that time, it was very cold. It was, uh, and I just remember being cold. And I, I, um, I sewed my shirt to the my nightgown. I was actually doing it in my nightgown, which is how pathetic I was. But I sewed my nightgown once to it, and then I show, sewed the little down throw that I had over my legs, to keep them warm. Uh, sewed that to it too. Well, the. End result is you had a finished product. True. True. Yes, and so I will put it up on up. the website. You completed it. give up. You didn't put it away for some other nope. day. Nope. I powered through it. I was crying through the whole thing, you know, and I, you know, and they were little stained T-shirts, like, tacked down on this thing. And um, and the thing is, it's true. When I do miss my kids, like when my ex-husband took them on a cruise to the Bahamas last year, uh, he, they, my kids were gone for, like, seven or ten days. I don't remember what it was. It was, but like, ten. It was brutal. It was bad. And, you know, the first couple days I sat there every night, like, clutched with this little quilt because I couldn't talk to them. They were on a cruise ship. I didn't know where they were. It was really painful for me, and I love that little quilt, even though it's ugly. See? See? There you go. I haven't tried one yet. 
So I think like, oh, I want to do that, but then I look at it and go like, oh, I don't know if I can because I don't even sew, sew, sew. Oh, I didn't sew. sew. I didn't know no. how to do the bobbin. I had to take the bobbin out of the bottom and wrap it by hand because I got the sewing machine from my mom like when I got married and it sat in the closet for I don't know nine years. Right next to the iron. I have one too. <laughs> they never came out of the box, but I, there was no directions on how to wind the bobbin. And then I tried to go online and figure it out, and it was like I don't know. You know, if a if a sewing machine worked like a computer, I would be okay. But this thing was way too manual, and I kept just making wads of thread. <laughs> you need an updated one. They work like computers, I think. Oh, okay. ooh, okay. Well, so I would just take the thread and I'd sit there and wind it, wind it, wind it, wind, <laughs> it, wind in my bobbin because I have no talent. Well, that's what happens. Yeah, but um, yeah, I'm trying to think. On on one hand, I could probably count. Well, no, I don't think I sewed anything. <laughs> well, and part of me is spoiled, too, because Anna's mom, Anna is my kind of nanny, babysitter, housekeeper, love of my life, cook. She'll do everything that I can't get done in the house. She really helps me out a lot. And anytime something needed mending in my house, she would bring it to her mom because her mom loves to sew. See, that's nice. So I've been enabled in my, my ability. Mom, me too. My mom sews. She quilts. She takes all these quilting classes. Like, she's got all the hats. She does everything. But wow. I'm, like, just too nervous and too afraid and feel like I don't have time to just sit and try it. But you're a perfectionist. I mean, you make those cupcakes, you know, those perfect little cupcakes. And those, you know, I'm over there, Robin. They hate when I come over to help them cook because I'm like, yeah, I'll just slap the eyeballs off. Oh, yeah, this guy's sideways. Oh, look, he's a Chernobyl cupcake, you know. But, um, you, Christy, you are very exact and precise. I think that's part of it. That probably is, even though I don't think I'm a perfectionist because I'm not. You should start a small project first, and then you work your way up to the big. Because a quilt doesn't have to be a bed. A quilt could be a runner on your dining room table, or it could be a a little square to put a pretty lamp on on an end table. It doesn't have to be a huge jugunda thing. That's true. true. We have to get rid of that all or nothing um, little ideas that we have in our head. Or wall hangings. Can you quilt me a diva skirt? I love it when there's there's quilt wall hangings. I think those are so pretty. I just like to pay the Amish. You know, I have a couple Amish quilts and Mennonite quilts that are really beautifully done. But I want to know, Robin, could you quilt me a skirt for Zumba? Oh, my God, yes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because if you... Sew it, I will wear it. Because I saw in your son's um, 48-hour movie contest. Yes. Yeah, you can go ahead and plug his YouTube video, which is so funny. Robin sewed the clown costume in there, and it is fabulous. Oh, it was a hoot. It was just so fun. Um, Oh, yeah, Halloween stuff around here. I I said, how many years have I been making costumes in this house? That sounds like my mom. And every year I still try to get her to make something for me or my kids, and she's like, no, or, you know, I come to her and I'm like, Mom, I need this costume. Mm-hmm. You know, my, well, I'm 40 years old. <laughs> and I'm like, I was going to sew it, knowing that yep. I don't know how to sew. These guys are, uh, last film was, um, I had to make a, a, a cardinal's costume, a pre, like a high priest or a bishop. And then the, the clown came up on, on this last project. So, yeah, the, ki- the guys are almost 30 years old and I'm still making them costumes. 
<laughs> yeah, but they're not like costumes. These are really like that clown costume is super duper awesome. I mean, oh. it's got like big puffy balls down the middle. The fabric <laughs> is great. I mean, it looks like a professional clown. Oh, thanks. It was fun. It well, was. It was really fun. Out. Yeah, well, I mean, what's the, the YouTube? Pat? Anybody who wants to see Robin's sewing handiwork, what's the YouTube video? I'll have to get it after the break because I have to look it up, actually. Yeah, it's like the TikTok death clock or something like that you yeah, can Google. Yep. Um, it is a YouTube, and I believe he listed it under Killer Cat Films, and that's K-I-L-L-E-R-K-A-T. F-I-L-M-S, Killer Cat Films. But it was for the 48-hour project, so, and I know we're coming up to a break, so um, we'll, we'll definitely give it another plug once I get the exact URL on, on the upside of the, of the show. That would be great. We're going to welcome Pat Sloan, and we're going to put the fun in quilting when we come back <laughs> after the break. Mom, here's your show, Motherhood Talk Radio. Giving you interesting, inspiring, and influential information as you navigate everything from child care to corporate formation. This is Motherhood Talk Radio, and we'll be right back after these. Homeschooling? Have questions? Get your pen and paper ready. It's the sociable homeschooler, Vivian McNinney. Fridays at 5, 4 Central on toginet.com. After a handsome blue-eyed Texan fell in love with Vivian at the Victoria Station in London, she found herself at DFW Airport with a tiny suitcase and a snazzy little duffel bag. Well, 25 years later, she is now happily married to that blue-eyed cowboy. They have four grown children, ages 24 to 18, who became willing guinea pigs when she unwittingly stumbled upon the world of homeschooling. Wildflower Academy flourished for 15 years. They survived and thrived, and you can too. Vivian will be covering a wide range of issues that face homeschoolers. What do you do with kids in the summer? How to set up your one-room schoolhouse? How obedience is paramount? And what to do with those snakes? Plus, you'll be sharing ideas and insights that she gleaned from other homeschoolers. So join us for an engaging hour with a sociable homeschooler. Vivian McNinney, Friday afternoons at 5, 4 Central on toginet.com. Hey, moms, get ready for Living the Dream Mom with Nina Fry. Thursday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Living the Dream Mom is about the true realities of motherhood, the beauty and the rewards of watching your children grow. All these moms have something in common. They put their kids first. It's not about the kids all the time and the diapers and the bottles and the breastfeeding. It's about showcasing the mother in motherhood. Real moms in the real world. You get it? Now that's what the show is about. So every week, let's get together and we'll share these great stories with you guys. And I hope by the end of the show, you'll be saying, you know what? That is my life. Nina gets it. And I can't hardly wait to see what she brings me next week. Don't miss the next living the dream mom it's real moms in the real world thursday mornings at 10 9 a.m central living the dream mom with nina fry on toginet.com welcome back to motherhood talk radio the most powerful voice in women's issues for more information check out the website motherhoodtalkradio.com now let's get back to the show with your hosts sandra back and christy holland 
Sandra Beck, and I am here with Christy Holly and Robin Boyd, and we are having our quilting and showing or sewing special today. All right. And um, we have asked Robin Boyd to come on to help Christy and myself because we're kind of sewing <laughs> impaired. And I want to tell a quick story before we bring on Pat Sloan, who is like, to me, she's just the most famous woman in quilting. She does design patterns for McCall. She's got tons of books. She's designed fabric lines. She has her own, um, just everything in leisure arts. If you go into Michael's and you look at the quilting wall in the books, you will see Pat Sloan's name. You go, yay, we're so proud for Pat. But um, the reason Robin's on is because yours truly, when I was in high school, I had a uniform that needed to be sewed for Color Guard. Color Guard is the people who carry the flags and do the flag waving and carry the banner. And me and Cindy Snow, the two little blondes, were going to carry the banner for my entire high school and, like, the Macy's Day Parade. So excited. Could I sew my uniform? No. I stapled it. And I had to, it was fitted and it was black cotton and I stapled the seams. I stapled the hem. I had these little white boots with little tassels on them because you know we had to march and it was sleeveless. And I swear I did not inhale or exhale more than a quarter of an inch the whole time because I was getting poked with staples. <laughs> and I had little bloody poke marks on my leg where the hemming was because it was a skirt, you know, it was like a fitted skirt. And um, yeah, I sewed it, or I didn't sew it, I stapled that's one way of it getting it up. to stay together. But had I been smart, I would have stapled my uniform with the staples outward. Like I stapled them so the nice little brass, like or the nice little silver bars were facing the crowd. Right. I should have flipped it around because then where the staples didn't line up nice and neat, they wouldn't have been like poking me to ribbons while I marched down the parade route. That's true. When it's so for that reason... <laughs> what a trooper. <laughs> I am impaired. And, yep, so we're going to bring Pat Sloan on because she is the quilting expert. We have brought Robin Boyd on, who is my co-host on my Mom Talk Radio. And we are going to talk about sewing, and we need Robin's help because we just really suck at sewing, don't we, Christy? I, I just don't know. Wh- I don't know that I suck. I just don't know how to do it. <laughs> okay, well, I'm living proof I suck. Okay, so, Pat, are you with us today? Damn, I'm yeah. cracking up about the staples. <laughs> you know, <laughs> somebody's got to do these things, right? Say it again. I said somebody's got to do these things, you know, because you're good at sewing, Pat. You're a true artist. You're amazing, and I'm so glad to have you on the show today. Oh, thank you. You're very sweet. I, I like to sew. I really do. I like to make stuff, actually. That's, you know, this happens. I really like fabric best. I could maybe paint, but I'm not very good at that, so I play with fabric. So is this a lifelong passion? I mean, how did how does somebody go from, you know, from <laughs> aimlessly sewing or stapling and becoming, you know, uh, someone who publishes their own quilt designs and designing patterns for McCall's, which is like the the Oscar for quilting? <laughs> thank you, thank you. Well, how do I how do I do this? Well, you know, I took. Um, we had home ec back when I was in high school, and um, that's where I learned to sew because my mom didn't sew and my grandmothers didn't sew, and I, I learned in school. So I really, really liked it. It's just one of those things that clicked. 
And when you're sewing, and I'm going to ask you this, Robin, too. I'm not going to ask Christy because we don't sew, but um, <laughs> what do you think about when you're sewing? What do I think about? Wow. Like, well, like it's is it not complicated for you? Well, it is. It probably is a little bit, but actually... Um, most of the time, if it's easy sewing, then my brain is doing all kinds of other things. If it's difficult sewing or something I really have to concentrate on, then I don't think about anything else. I just have to focus so that I don't make a mistake or whatever. But most of the time, if I'm doing easy sewing, my brain is just off doing – I mean, I have to get up and run to the computer a lot and make notes because I actually start – thinking up things and stuff I want to do or people I need to write, and I just keep hopping up from the sewing machine over to the computer. It's a bit nutty if you were to watch it. (laughs) That's pretty cool. So what about you, Rob? What do you think about when you sew? Well, I agree in that sometimes it is, um, and I find the same thing when I'm doing needlepoint, too, because I do, I love counted cross-stitch needlepoint, and that just is my zen moment, because once you're into an art or once you're into something like that, you really become absorbed by what you're creating, and mm-hmm. whether it's uh, knitting or counted cross-stitch or, or sewing, I think you do just sort of get into that art element that it, it is just the relaxation and the joy of creating the end result. And as you progress with it and you, you press down that seam or you, you attach that one component and you say, oh, look at that. It's that, I don't know, that joy that you're accomplishing something. And then to see the final project, you just really have that satisfaction. I guess maybe I agree. that's where we're lacking, you know, because I, I haven't gotten, honestly, girls, I haven't gotten beyond the, I tried knitting. My grandma tried to show me how to knit. I didn't have the patience for it. I don't have the gross motor skills for, I just kept sticking the pin in my finger for the cross stitch <laughs> and the needlework. My grandma would make all these needlework pillows, and and it just, it, it got to the point where I wanted to cry by, like, the first hour. And, you know, do you have to just keep going? Is that something you need to power through to be a quilter? I <laughs> Well, I mean, I just, I probably, those things aren't speaking to you is what I would say. There's probably a craft, if you really want to craft or make things, there's probably something else that will suit your personality more. Because if it's not hooking you pretty quickly, it's probably just not, going to be for you. I mean, that's pretty much what I find with people. If they they either like it or they don't like it, I don't cross stitch. I just, it's just, and I don't knit. Um, They don't speak to me. So you're not one of those universal quilters or universal crafters? I do a lot of crafts. Those just happen to be two I don't like. I've done stained glass, and I'm not very good at it because you need a lot more patience to do stained glass. Um, I've never thrown pots, which I've always wanted to do on a wheel. You know, like a does that count? Wheel. That's one of my favorite. I I absolutely love it. I haven't been able to do pottery in a long time, but yeah, that that's mine. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, my that'd love. Be- you just find them, and what I found over time is that I made clothes in high school when I started took class. You know, I made clothes, and I loved making the clothes, but I was horrible at it. I mean, I didn't really care if the sleeve wasn't put in right, and so then it didn't fit right, and I would wear it once, and then I would just make something else because what I discovered over time is that I – Personally, I like to make things. They don't have to have any purpose. They don't have to have any use. 
I just want to go through the process of making. And when it's done, then I just want to make something else. It's, and so it's, um, there's a lot of people like me. <laughs> Because I meet so, them. And what and do you do with all that stuff, Pat? I mean, you're just living with, like, you know, piles of, <laughs> I see a Pat with piles of quilts, big mounds of yeah. yeah. What do you do? Like, if you were, if you met an oil painter and they had, you know, painted a hundred oil paintings or landscapes, you'd probably be, like, super impressed and you think that was wonderful. And then maybe you meet somebody who crochets Afghans and they have a hundred crocheted Afghans and everybody goes, you know, why does Grandma have all those? Can she get rid of them? But it's sort of like, <laughs> the, you know what I mean? <laughs> the, craft, the craft side, we're the same, same way as an artist or a sculptor, you know, who makes things that we just happen to make things with a um, – that are called crafts rather than art, but it's the same deal. You just have, we all have that obsession to make, and, it, you know, a lot of people give things away. You know, I made it my business, which is what a lot of people who do what I do did. You know, we, we are so obsessed with it that we decided to make it our full-time job, or some people have it as a part-time job or a side job, Um that was going to be my do. question to you, Pat, was what, where, where was the uh, transition from just doing it because you love doing it to making it a business and, and bringing this to be an entrepreneurial move for you? Well, for me, I, I mean, ever since I was a little girl, I wanted to work for myself. That's I mean, I was profound, yeah. Yeah. So for me, it took a, a while, so I was probably about 40, before I found, you know, I was, I, I consider mature enough to figure out how to work for myself. Mm-hmm. I had played around and done, sold things, you know, as part-time, but it didn't have the maturity level when I was younger to understand how to make something a business or how to work for myself. And once I did, I had already, I already quilted and I already found that this really is something that I connect with. So... That's why I chose this field of of art or craft to make my business. And well, have so you been in that? Oh, I'm sorry, Rob. Uh, it's so fun, Pat, for you to talk about like the way you think about things because it's so different. I mean, I'm such a gearhead. I run a technology company. You know, I can't mm-hmm. quilt, I can't sew, I don't paint. You know, I have absolutely no people skills when it comes to getting along. You know, with people, Robin's put up with me forever. Um, but it's so great for you to come out and say, like, you know, at 40, that it was okay that you hadn't figured everything out yet because I think sometimes we get so into, well, I'm 25, I'm 30, I'm 35, I better figure it all out. And I haven't Mm -hmm. figured out anything at this point. (laughs) Well, I I wanted to do it so badly. I mean, I wanted to work for myself so badly. I mean, I... I'm a geek. I mean, that was what my prior life was. I have a degree in computer science, and I worked as a software programmer and then manager and manager and manager of a whole bunch of people like that. And basically, I always got the the communication job because I was the one who could talk to the people who didn't work in my department. So, you know, I had uh, – I have a different – I have a lot of different skill sets. <laughs> 
But, you know, Pat, that's so cool because I, I always think, like, and you just, you know, took away my reason for being because I'd always say, well, I'm not good at crafting because I'm an egghead. And, of course, yeah. you just said you were an egghead and then came into Kilburn. <laughs> so all hail Pat Sloan because that is amazing what you're doing. Uh, my name is Sandra Beck. I am the host of Motherhood Talk Radio along with Christy Holly and Robin Boyd today, bringing in our sewing and quilting expert, Pat Sloan. You can listen to her radio. Radio show also on Toginet. She can be found just by walking into Michael's, which is what I did. And I go, Pat Sloan, she's so cool. Um, but when we come back from the break, we are going to talk to Pat about how she took her love of sewing to a business and a very, very successful level. your show, Motherhood Talk Radio, giving you interesting, inspiring, and influential information as you navigate everything from child care to corporate formation. This is Motherhood Talk Radio, and we'll be right back after these. Renowned and gifted psychic medium, Sylvia Rossi, explores the mysteries of this life, the afterlife, and the unseen world that surrounds us all in the show called Make Contact. With Sylvia Rossi, Wednesdays at 2, 1 p.m. Central here on Toginet. Sylvia Rossi with her special guests and other fellow psychics invite you to call in and make contact with the world beyond and get answers to your questions. Psychic medium Sylvia Rossi has been sharing her gift professionally for the last 17 years. Sylvia has made it her mission to help individuals and families understand their eternal connection to loved ones that have passed on, bringing relief and comfort to countless souls who have been touched by her gift. She's had the privilege of meeting and working with many psychologists who continue to recommend their clients to her when conventional methods have failed. Now it's your turn to make contact with host and psychic medium, Sylvia Rossi. Wednesdays at 2, 1 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Have you heard? The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors. All quilters, just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff and find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com slash radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. Welcome back to Motherhood Talk Radio, the most powerful voice in women's issues. For more information, check out the website, motherhoodtalkradio.com. Now, let's get back to the show with your hosts, Sandra Beck and Christy Holly. Hey, mom. 
Mamas. This is Sandra Beck, and I am here with Christy Holly and Robin Boyd, and we are welcoming Pat Sloan. She is a radio show host. She designs patterns for McCall's Quilting, and near and dear to my heart, she's a former egghead. <laughs> so, Pat, <laughs> we want to know, how do you go from management technology egghead to the queen of quilting? <laughs> well, I mean, that's... that's it is sort of a funny um, transition, I guess, but there's actually more people who do this than you might think um, because we're very process-oriented when we program. You know, software engineers, now it's the new terminology. We were called programmers. But you have to write all. You have to write directions, and that's pretty much what, uh, you know, you do in the pattern business. You know, whether you, or if you were a cook, you would write directions on how to make a recipe. You know, it's the same thing. So direction writing, that was like the easy part. And because I just like to, I like to make things. You know, when I programmed, that's what I did. I made things for years and years and years. I happened to make software, but, um, you know, making things that were artistic were more interesting to me ultimately. So once I sort of found that I liked quilting a lot, that it really was something I enjoyed so much that I could do it all the time, then I thought, how, how do I make that a business? Because that's ultimately where I wanted to go with my life was to work for myself. Now, it's one thing, I would think, Pat, to be making things for yourself, and I think every crafter has made something and sold it at the bazaar or sold it right, at, right. at locally. How do you then go to having the calls knock on your door and say, can you design for me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, um, what what happens is, you know, I, I'm always very interested in how businesses work. And so when I thought I would want to do this as a business, I started way back when there were some very infancy of some uh, Internet groups for the business side of quilting. And I actually met a fabric company. Uh, one of the owners was on from Kona Bay Fabrics. And so I started doing some work for him. And then after that, I started to teach in the local quilt shop. And then I started teaching in some other places. And then eventually I took myself to the trade show uh, where, um, you know, I decided I would, I would give this a try. You know, you have to, it's just sort of a progression of things. Once I understood what was going on in the business, what kind of options there were, then you, you put yourself out there and you have a booth just like any trade show and mm-hmm. uh, the quilt industry has those. And so eventually that's what I did was to get, get the word out. And that progression really is so important, I think, for any entrepreneur, whether we're talking about quilting, whether we're talking um, about a widget for your kitchen. I mean, I think mm-hmm. that networking is so important, and, boy, you were right on top of the, on, of the progression just in the right way. And, and back when I, when I did this, you know, like 12 years ago, um, you know, it was hard to leave the industry because, you know, it, I made a lot of money doing software and uh you don't make as much money doing quilting and so you know those are just decisions but i'm sure you had a lot of uh sort of feedback from these people and so if uh someone like mccall's was going to take one of your patterns and actually include it in their line that had to have been a good indication that well i guess there's more to come 
I actually, yeah, I was going to say, I actually started it a little differently because I went out and tested the waters for about six months um, and then went back to work full time for over a year and a half doing my business in the evenings and the weekends because I had been um, advised as a young woman by a very smart man who owned a software company, a small software company I worked with. Murray told me, you know, don't quit your day job. You know, be sure that <laughs> you know, be sure that what you're doing is working before you quit your day job. And so that's what I did. So for basically two years, I worked my business while I had a full, pretty much a full time job. Um, and that is when I went to the trade show. I was working a full time. I was working Y2K, which you know, when the year 2000 rolled around, you know, I was doing that business. Um, job, very busy job, and I still did all this quilt stuff because I figured if I could do this as a part-time job, that I had enough passion to make it work. Wow, wow. And you've really, I've visited your website in the past. You have just expanded your business in so many different areas. You have products, you have kits, you have books. How did what I sort of what came first, the chicken or the egg? I mean, where where did did you have kits that started coming out? Were people wanting to make the quilts like your own? And um, well, yeah. It's like when you buy a pattern to make a skirt, you know, thinking about clothing or you're buying, uh, you go to the, see any kind of craft magazine where there's directions. You know, I made single patterns. And back 12 years ago, that was about the only entry you could really have into this mm-hmm. industry was you start as a, as a self-publisher of mm-hmm. basically single patterns. And uh, that's, what, that's what I did. And so when I went to the trade show, I had like eight single patterns. And really, McCall's Magazine was the first one to invite me to work with them. And then since I've, I now work also with all the major magazines in my quilting radio show is actually with another magazine, American Patchwork and Quilting, which is a Better Homes and Gardens family of magazines. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, Catherine, can, can I make a request since you're like the most famous person I know in the fabric world? <laughs> Well, here's the thing. Okay, you know that I'm the host of Military Mom Talk Radio, and I've been working mm-hmm. with soldiers and Marines forever, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. more years than I care to remember. Could you please design some some fabric with, mm-hmm. like, really cute Army trucks or Hummers or bombs or guns and things <laughs> like that? Because, you know, here's the thing. I'm saying this in all seriousness. I get it. Um, the problem is we're fighting a ground war right now. Uh, our soldiers are on the ground. And when you go and you look at the fabrics, and I can tell you I've done this because I, I actually mm-hmm. I don't make quilts. I, have, I pay people to make them for me, and then I give them away. There's lots mm-hmm. of stars and striped fabric, red, white, and blue stars. There's a smattering of – there's, like, one print out there that's, like, khaki with, like – but they throw everything on it. It's like, you know, there's airplanes and tanks and all these things. Yes. But everything else is airplanes. Mm. And it's, like – We're a ground war, and, you know, and then it's like if you want to pull something for the Army or the Marines, you have, like, the repeated Marine insignia pattern. You have the repeated Army insignia pattern, but this is not World War II we're we're fighting here, you know, which was ground and infantry, and it was an air war, but Mm -hmm. there's all these, like, vintage aircraft um, print fabrics. But, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. one of my friends was recently deployed, and I and I commissioned uh, through Michaels, through the lady who works in the quilting department, I went and, mm-hmm. and special ordered the stuff, and I paid her to make Aiden, it was Aiden, to make Aiden a quilt. Mm-hmm. So he could mm-hmm. make it with him, and everything mm-hmm. was airplanes. 
I was really frustrated. You know, it's either camouflage khaki or airplane. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So That's I'm interesting. Say, I'm putting there. I'm putting the thing for I army truck. Putting the order in. Bomb. Okay. <laughs> and I have one request too. If you ever would ever think about doing this, is my husband's a firefighter, and mm-hmm. I've got a little girl, and I want. Oh, I would like to see some pink fire trucks so that we can. I can have somebody make. <laughs> Uh, you know, a pink blanket instead of the red. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I'm just saying, that would be so cute. And I never, ever knew anyone that had any influence on the fabric that's being made. So that's all. Well, but it's like, the, it's like the combat fabric that I saw only recently, which was the camouflage, but it was pink, gray, and green. And it was mm-hmm. the cutest because we have little girls and we yeah. want to support. But we also have, here's the thing, guys, there are a lot of women serving in our military. You know, right, we've got our combat right. cougars out there doing their thing. And I just, I'm just going to, I'll wrap it up with this, you know, because I'm going to go on and on and on with fabric frustration. Um, when we try to look for these things and we want to do a quilt for a little girl whose mom is serving, we've got to stick airplanes on there. And that just really, like, frost my cookies. Well, right, send me an email and I will... See what I can do. I I know I can find you pink John Deere tractor fabric. Somebody did that. Pat, have you ever have you ever seen or worked with the HP TouchSmart system? Um, I've I've seen that in action, and I but I've never used it. And speaking of designing fabrics, I wondered if you'd ever used it. I'm not familiar with that. The HP. It's HP, Touch Smart, and where I saw it in action was last season's Project Runway uh, uh-huh. series, and one of the challenges that they had was they needed to de- not only do the design of the garment itself, but they had to uh-huh. do the design of the fabric, and then HP uh-huh. uh, has this software, and they, they actually print out the, the fabric for you. Um, I don't know a lot of the details of it. I don't know uh-huh. how easily it is to come. But where you do design your own fabrics, I wondered how you did that. And, in fact, um, who is your textile manufacturer and how you, how you design that? Well, my, my manufacturer is um, a quilt industry company, so they only sell fabric to the quilt industry, and they're called mm-hmm. P&B Textiles. Um, it's the company's been around, I don't know, about 38 years or so. Uh, they are based in San Francisco and Rhode Island. Uh, so they're the company that I work with, but there's lots of companies that do fabric, um, you know, for quilt industry and other industry. You know, they're, you know, like box stores, you know, would have maybe a different fabric companies things, then mine wouldn't be there. They would just be in quilt shops. It's a quilt shop only company. Um, but like, let me just go back one step where you're saying design your own fabric. There is a company uh, out there, I, I think they're in one of the Carolinas, called Spoonflower, and Spoonflower allows you to design your own fabric online and then um, have it printed. And you can have it printed any quantity, very small quantity, very large quantity. And they're, they're quite fabulous. I've interviewed them um it's it's you know they have a lot of tutorials and videos on how to do it mm-hmm. because they're it's it, tech, designing textiles is sort of uh, um it's you know people go to college for that 
Absolutely. Yes, it's an so art. Sunflower, like the flower, F L O U R, like to cook with, or flower, no, like you find in your garden. Like the plant, yes, spoonflower, F L O W E R. Oh, okay. So, so you guys, yeah. we're going to go to commercial break. Uh, my name is Sandra Beck. I'm here today with Christy Holly and Robin Boyd, my co-host from Military Mom Talk Radio, and we're talking to Pat Sloan today, and she's teaching us all about the art of quilting, how to make quilting a business. And if you want to check her show out, she's on Toginet. The site is Pat Sloan. Is it patsloan.com or .org? .com. Thanks. .com. Pat Sloan, S-L-O-A-N.com and we'll come back with her after the break. Mom, here's your show, Motherhood Talk Radio, giving you interesting, inspiring, and influential information as you navigate everything from child care to corporate formation. This is Motherhood Talk Radio, and we'll be right back after these. I think I've made it. I'm popular. I seem happy all the time. I have great clothes and I'm involved in everything. But I have questions, doubts, and fears, just like every other teenager. That's why I'm glad for Teen Talk Radio, where it's all about choices. Join us for Teen Talk Radio with Nicole O'Dell, Thursday nights at 10, 9 central on toginet.com. The choices we have to make that can alter the course of our lives. Life is too much pressure if we try to go it alone. I tune in to Teen Talk Radio with Nicole O'Dell every week to get reminded that I'm not alone. Nicole O'Dell is an expert on what happens in the lives of teenagers. Join her as she deals with topics like peer pressure, purity, drugs, alcohol, and many other things that might come up along the way. She writes books and speaks to people all over the place, but she says her favorite moments are when she can pull up a chair and chat with teens about what's important to us. For more information on Nicole and her books, go to NicoleOdell.com. Then join us for Teen Talk Radio with Nicole O'Dell, Thursday nights at 10, 9 central on Toginet.com. Teen Talk Radio, where it's all about choices. Ready for the most current feel-good gossip? Then check out Daytime with Donna with your host, Donna Intercastle and sidekick Nina Fry. Every Friday afternoon at 2, 1 central on toginet.com. Donna is a charismatic, market-driven entrepreneur who was part of the team that founded iVillage.com, which is the largest content-driven community for women today. Donna and Nina are here to empower you, motivate you, and encourage you in all aspects of your life. It's like Oprah on the radio. Plus, your chance to win great prizes, all the way up to a $500 Visa gift card. For more on Donna Intracasso, check out her website, introinc.com. Then join us for the show, Daytime with Donna, with your host, Donna Intracasso, and sidekick Nina Fry. Friday afternoons at 2, 1 central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Motherhood Talk Radio, the most powerful voice in women's issues. For more information, check out the website, motherhoodtalkradio.com. Now, let's get back to the show with your hosts, Sandra Back and Christy Holly. Hey, mamas, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Christy Holly, Robin Boyd, and the queen of quilting, Pat Sloan. She designs patterns for McCall's, and we just busted her chops for a whole segment about 
patterns and fabrics we'd like to see, which includes fire trucks with pink backgrounds. And for me, I'd like to see some military fabrics that reflect the ground war that we're fighting. And poor Pat has had to defend the whole fabric (laughs) industry. (laughs) So if you guys missed it, you should go on to toginet.com. You should log in to iTunes, and you can go to motherhoodtalkradio.com and download earlier episodes. You can also listen to the earlier part of this show. And Pat, so you told us that that there was actually pink John Deere fabric at one time. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. But it came and went. Probably, yeah. I mean, you might still find it, but I don't, I think it was one of the, the fabric lines don't stay around a long time, so they have, they usually do like one run print unless it's super popular, you know. So if you don't get it when you see it, it's gone. Wow. So, so um, yeah, I'm on Google right now, and I'm looking, and it's like, yeah, there's just like like big remnants left of, you know, but it's like eight bucks a yard. Is that a lot for fabric? Oh, that's really reasonable. Oh, it's so gone up to pink fabric. Well, quilting fabric's gone up for about to about ten a yard now. Wow. So, what is the most expensive fabric you've ever sewed together? Um, sewed together, probably my wedding dress. Wow. Because I had I had lace and stuff on it, so. That might have been it. I do have some uh, silk that I got in China, but I haven't sewn it yet. And I had heavy tapestry, and that was, um, you know, that was pretty pricey. And I've also done ultra suede, or um, yeah, is it ultra suede, or it's a fake suede, and that yeah, that's stuff the is the washable ultra suede. Yeah, the well, yeah, that yeah, that's. And I, but I haven't used that for a long time, so but that's that's pretty pricey. So can you use any kind of fabric to quilt? Like is there, like can you just, you know, like since here's the thing, I'm like thinking I'd like to make a quilt out of my mom's shirts. My mom is dying of breast cancer. Uh-huh. And, you know, I was thinking like how cool it would be to have some of her favorite shirts that I recognize. Um, uh-huh. You know, I did that, you know, disaster kid quilt. But um, <laughs> what would I look for for anyone listening today that says, you know what, I'd like to honor somebody, you know, or a fallen soldier or, uh, you know, use the soccer uh-huh. shirts. Like I we have all these soccer shirts for uh-huh. my kids already. Yeah. Yep. You, know. just, you can put anything in a quilt. Um, there's a lady who just wrote a whole book called Deploy That Fabric, which I had her on my show Monday. It's all about using uniforms in quilts and bags and Christmas stockings. It's awesome. Um, you know, clothing is very common. People use T-shirts. Make, make, they're called T-shirt quilts. And there's lots of patterns that show you know, nice layouts and layouts that showcase different size pieces of the shirts that, you know, T-shirts you'd take off. Um, stuff like that, you have to usually have a backing because T-shirts stretch. Yeah, uh, so usually, out. yeah. So you put some sort of there's a backing and interfacing that you put on the back to stabilize it, and then then you can add it to regular quilting cottons. Um, you know, there's purists who only want to use 100% cotton in a quilt, and if they're doing an heirloom piece, they you know they might want to stay true to the tradition. But um, you know, in the 70s, everybody made quilts out of polyester. Really? You know, they, they, yeah, they're indestructible. Yeah, they're, like those nasty soccer shirts that, you know, they're they're going to yeah. live like, you know, 10 generations yeah, forever. past us in the landfills. Yes, 
yes. <laughs> so and you can mix things. It just depends on how traditional somebody is. And, and sometimes, you know, people are taught things and they don't think outside of that. You know, they might be told, well, you have to use this and you have to use that if you're going to make a quilt. Well, you don't have to. That's just um, sort of your baseline, you know, and you get the best results for the look that you're after. But you can put anything in there. Let's wait here. We're going to say we don't want to make a quilt out of Kleenex or paper towels because you, <laughs> yeah. in theory, sew them together. I'm thinking we could really put anything out of anything. I'm thinking, I wonder if you could sew rubber. Sure. You know, like there's, your fireman boots. <laughs> like Greg's there's fireman all boots. kinds of stuff you'll find in quilts, particularly art quilts that aren't meant to be, you know, cuddled, their wall, you know, their art, their, so they have all kinds of stuff, metal, and that's everything. that's what they're called, art quilts? Art quilts, art, yeah. The ones you don't snuggle with. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, the But I just think, like, you know, it's like, you know, from a standpoint of thinking about, like, when my kids were going over their dads or my mom's passing, like, it's comforting to be wrapped in something that is meaningful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's it's why a lot of people quilt. A lot of people quilt to give to others. You know, they want they want to make, you know, just like I said, a lot of us make quilts because we love to make things. Well, then a lot of people just don't want to have them hanging around, so they're actually making them for others. And quilters are generally very, very generous and give a lot to to their family. To They'll make quilts for auction, for charity. Um, they make a lot of quilts to give to people in need or suffering, you know, from something. So that's that's a big part of what quilters do. Well, I know that I've received, when I had my kids, I received a lot of homemade um, quilts, and they were all so beautiful, and I truly appreciate them because I know, you know, what hard work goes into them and all the planning and the designing and I love them, and I don't use them because they are too precious. Right, they're, yes, oh, I was like, don't touch. That's yours, but you can't touch it. That's right. No, both of my kids were in the NICU after they were born. Uh, my kids were premature. And some lady was like, you know, the premature, you know, quilting expert, and she would make mm-hmm. these little baby quilts that they put mm-hmm. in the, you know, in the little, you know, little, they look like terrariums to me. But whatever <laughs> yes. they stick the babies in, you know, when they're pretty <laughs> nice. I know. This the is why incubators? I run Yes, this is why I run it. No, that's what you make chickens out of. Do they call them incubators? Incubators. Yeah, they are. Yeah. We do that a lot. We make little baby shields for uh, the infants in the NICU because when they open up the little incubator, the bright lights startle them. So we make little eye shields for them um, with polar fleece. And, and we have uh, a woman down in one of the Boston hospitals that we can't keep up with the demand. So, yeah. Well, and they're helpful, Robin. I got two of those for both of my kids, and they stuck those little Velcro tabs on the side of their heads, and they, like, Velcro the eye shield on. And, I mean, they're, you know, they're like a sleep mask for preemies. Yep. Yep. Yeah. 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 
One thing I want to mention, uh, Pat, you do have uh, some beautiful free patterns on your website. I found them. Ooh, oh, thank you. Good. <laughs> At patsloan.com, you can find some of uh, some beautiful patterns. And there again, it's your own creativity. If you wanted to make them out of camo and put little little uh, applique pink fire trucks. That's Sorry. right. <laughs> yep. You just take that pattern and you can make it make it your own. And you. Have have a lot of instruction on your YouTube videos too, Pat. I've I've checked those out, and those are really great. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I don't do. I've done. I haven't done as much with the videos, but they are fun to do, and people like them. You know, we're all so visual. It's nice to get the process in motion, see it in motion versus just still photos sometimes. Well, it is because I used to be a manager in a fabric store and so many times oh, we would have somebody come in and they would say, where is this fabric? And they'd look at the picture on the front of the, of the thing and you'd say, well, mm -hmm. you can use whichever whichever you want. Mm -hmm, and I mm -hmm. think having the videos is just that element that sometimes if someone is is not, um, is, is a visual learner, they really do need that extra help by seeing it uh -huh. in motion, like how to wind the bobbin, huh, Sandra? There you go. <laughs> and color ideas. And color ideas, yeah. You know, what goes with what and fabric, what sort of fabric goes with what. Just saying. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Plus, like Martha Stewart did a good job with those paint chips. Like I did a couple of my houses just by walking in and picking out her paint chip collections. It's like, mm -hmm. Pat, you could have like the quilt chip collection, like five yeah. fabrics in these four <laughs> hues and stick them together and, you know, you won't yeah. look like an idiot. <laughs> but generally when we design our fabric lines for the quilt industry, most of us design fabric lines that can work as, together. So you can make a quilt with just one fabric line because we've, you know, or maybe not all the pieces, but most of the pieces will work together. So that's that's but one of the things. Know a lot that, of because when you walk in, Pat, and you just see this, like, wall of fabrics, I just walk mm -hmm. right out of the store. But I have a question for you that, that mm -hmm. like, I don't craft, but I do wander around Michael's a lot. Um, mm -hmm. They have those big, like, $10,000 quilting machines. Oh, You know what yeah. I'm talking about? Yes, is yes. that considered cheating? What? They're called long arms. Long arms. Is that considered mm -hmm. cheating by real quilters? Because I walk in there and oh, I think no. this is a $10,000 machine. Cheater, cheater. You're not really hand sewing it. <laughs> no, 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 no. There's no cheating at all in quilting anymore. Unfortunately, <laughs> a few people still think that. But, yeah, you. a lot of people don't like to put the three layers together because it's very difficult on a domestic machine, a home sewing machine, um, because there's a lot of bulk to put in that little opening, the little throat. So the long arm industry is gigantic and it's growing by leaps and bounds because people do it as a business. It's a very good home business. Um, it's done. They're in quilt shops. Um, people will send. We, we say it's quilting by credit card. So you pay to have somebody else put the three layers together for you. And then they get to do the fun part, which is to make the top. Yeah, but you know what? That is fun. I mean, you would think somebody would sell a pre-made, you know, queen size, king size, where, you know, idiots like me could just, you know, almost like stamping. Look, I can just stamp that fabric right down on here and make a good quilt. <laughs> That's called a cheater panel. Yeah, <laughs> we have names for everything. We're usually not that big, though. <laughs> Oh, 
Pat, it's been so much fun having you on the show today. And, and Robin, thank you for joining us and oh, putting in. Pleasure. Chrissy's sitting here going, thank, thank God. Thank you. Thank, thank you, God. Robin. <laughs> I love you all. It's true, because otherwise we end up with crafting with cheaters by Chrissy yes. and Sandra. <laughs> exactly. And how to staple your uniform. Yes. I like the staples. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess today has... Our guest today has been Pat Sloan. She is, uh, check her out on the Internet, patsloan.com. You can walk into Michael's, see her quilt patterns with McCall's. You can see her books. Uh, her book publisher is Leisure Arts, so go to the Leisure Arts logo and just go Pat Sloan, Pat Sloan, Pat Sloan. Uh, next week we're going to have belly dancing on the show. Woo-hoo. Tracy Costin, a professional belly dancer, is going to come and give lessons <laughs> to me, Christy, and Rick oh, on the air. Yikes. Thank you for being a part of Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Christy Holly. Gontoginet.com. Join us every Tuesday as we